0: and hey, welcome to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. Every week, we watch a movie and sit down here to talk about it. I'm Mel. I'm Katie. And we're your hosts. This week, we watched Lady Bird, directed by Greta Gerwig and released in 2017. The plot of Lady Bird goes something like this. In 2002, an artistically inclined 17-year-old girl comes of age in Sacramento, California. Is she artistically inclined? Look, that's the description. I know. The plot summary has I'm just given her, and I... W- I mean, she's creatively inclined. She's supposed to want to be a writer, I think. I at um, one point. It's, it's quite. It uh, yeah. Anyway, before we get into too deeply into spoilers, should people see this movie? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It's it's a good
1: movie. I think you have to be in the right frame of mind to go see it. Mm. Um. And I've been wanting to see it for such a long time, so I think my expectations were super high. But it's definitely good and enjoyable, and it's got some good performances in it and stuff. I don't really see what makes it particularly different from a bunch of other movies that are similar, except it is quite – I actually think it's really well directed. Yes. Um, and,
0: yeah, it's good. Yeah. I mean, it's – I think it's semi-autobiographical, I assume yeah. so. And, and, and a coming-of-age story. It's Greta Gerwig's first film, all that kind of stuff. Um, I, obviously, I think it hits – people our age a little bit better because it's set in the era when we were graduating from high school. Yeah, literally 2002 was the year I graduated from high yeah, school. Yeah, so. and I, I didn't graduate in 2002, but I was on a scholarship at a much fancier school <laughs> yeah. than uh, my family was from. So, there's all that sort of, I think that what's, it's hits at a particu- our age particularly well. But I, I mean, I had a really good time. I thought it was very funny. I thought Saoirse Ronan was fantastic as, mm. as Lady Bird and the supports were good as well like all of yeah lucas i was gonna hedges, say everybody. who i mean it has like the holy trinity of hollywood teens of lucas hedges and timothy chalamet and saoirse ronan but lucas hedges and, and timothy chalamet are amazing and so is um beanie feldstein who mm. plays her friend her best friend
1: timothy chalamet is particularly great in this he is so funny like it- not playing it funny but he's so funny Hilarious. every word out of his mouth just made me like snort
0: he's yeah. so ridiculous and he could not be more different from the elio from the awkward Tremilia, yeah. like loose-limbed adorable elio of call me by your name well
1: i mean they both have a certain pretentiousness to them
0: true true but he's just playing it very differently um, he is and he's he's fantastic he's so and funny. obviously like laurie metcalf is getting all the attention for playing the mum, and i think that's well deserved as well and because i'm old now i you know they know you, you know when you're getting old when you root for the parents in a teen movie but she's really great and she i think this movie did a lot of a, i think this movie did a good job of balancing both yeah both it actually points of it view. actually does um but i thought yeah she she was very good in a somewhat thankless role i think they were
1: definitely i mean a lot of the times i was rooting for neither of them <laughs> i was like you are both wrong um <laughs> Sometimes you sort of root for one, sometimes the other, and then a lot of the time I was like, "No, you're both mm. just being really dumb right now." Yeah, and so I think it was it "Was, was good it good Tracy like Letts? That. Was her dad?" Yeah. I think. Anyway, it was. A I sweet kept thinking movie. he looked like someone else, and I'm not sure who. It, maybe yeah. it's. Oh, it's that guy from cheat from Not Cheers from um, Mash. Mm, you okay. know? Have you ever watched Mash? No. Okay. Um, I'll, David Ogden Stiers. Right.
0: Um, sorry. Um, uh, but in he's really old Anyway, they're all great. And and I had lots of fun, but I mean, there there are a lot of other films that are like this, you know. And so I'm not entirely. The time setting is a bit different. Yeah, I haven't
1: seen a lot of movies around that era. No. Um. So there's that. That's kind of fun. The transition into cell phones and away from Mm. the transition into technology. Yeah, is sort uh, of
0: felt in this, which is interesting. Like different sort of social mores of Mm. what it was like to be a teenager then um than it is now. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it was um it it is good, and i I definitely love it, but i i'm I'm unsure of that it would necessarily appeal across wide audiences but i I've had a lot of fun watching this, yeah, um anyway, we're going to spoiler territory now, so if you haven't seen Lady Bird um and you plan to come back and listen after you have yeah, Lucas Hedges is so talented
1: uh, the, sure the i mean the, this role could not be more different from his role in um Manchester by the Sea, right, and yet like. Every time he's on stage, acting Mm. is so clever because it's so
0: bad. But it's (laughs) bad in this way that you completely believe like a high school. He's slightly awkward. Yeah. And he's very tall for his age and he's a bit sort of not used to the idea. But
1: it's it's just everything is like over-exaggerated and silly looking. (laughs) Like the others are sort
0: of like it. Except um, that his Prospero is like underdone because it's Prospero.
1: Well, ex- yes, but that's more of a he's providing the summary to the but yeah. wh- that's not the point. Um but like yeah, it's so like he's he's really really clever mm. in like cuz when he's playing the person, he's so real, but then when he's on stage, he's so like yeah, not real. <laughs> it's uh. really funny. Um and he does he's great.
0: Yes, I also love in this movie that like she has love interests, they don't work out, and she goes and does what she wants in the end. Like there's no sort of ending up with the boy, and I was like, thank god, that's such yeah, that's good. Because like, I mean, all of them are all as flawed and whatever as she is, but it's like I I don't know, I just felt like that was a bit refreshing too.
1: And I like the way you can see the appeal in them. Oh yeah, uh, even though it's very different appeals of both boys. Yeah, yeah. Although it did remind me of like. Every TV show ever, where you've got like the good first boyfriend and then the bad boy second boyfriend, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. Oh look, it's Duncan it's, and Logan. It's Rory and Jess. It's
0: yeah, um, Dean and Jess. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, 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 know, right? But um, it, that, it's still kind of fun, and it's still sort of, you know, you, you sort of get. I mean, I personally understand the appeal of the Lucas Hedges much more than I understand the appeal of the Timothy Chalamet. But the movie makes it clear as to but why he appeals see, to her. Timothy Chalamet in this is—he's
1: all dark and brooding and so like intense and pretty. <laughs> like on a kind of shallow level, yeah. you can see the attraction to him straight away. Like when he's <laughs> just playing guitar and he's looking, yeah, yeah. When he's in a band, yeah, exactly. But it's not just that he's in the band; he looks so pretty. Yes. You know, like that's very much the kind of look that teenage girls like. Mm. You can see that with how popular he is now on yeah. like Tumblr and stuff. He's wild. Well, the teenage girls like that kind of pretty, brooding yeah. look. Um, whereas the Lucas Hedges' look is not no like he, as he's like appealing. an old fashioned nice boy. Yeah, exactly, and gay. Yeah, <laughs> which of course. was like telegraphed pretty early, but mm. yeah,
0: yeah. Although the scene where it's revealed is really annoying because she walks into the bathroom and there's like four free stalls yeah. like she walks in as though she's gonna needs to go to the bathroom she goes to the one stall that's got its door shut and then finds him and another boy i'm like i know yeah, i know been, you were making a point here but
1: they could have done it where she's like build up the scene a bit where she like the the other doors she checks and they've yeah, got yeah 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 like show that they're occupied or something and that yeah, one's green I, so I she do, pushes it's it open one of those things
0: where i was like this is contrived yeah it felt a bit
1: that was a bit weird. Yeah. But you could have done it so that it didn't feel contrived.
0: Mm, no, but it was nice. And it again, that's like in- Was he making out with the guy that
1: Beanie Feldstein liked or something like that? I,
0: I feel like I, I I couldn't quite see, but I, I think we saw him the following day in church and Beanie Feldstein looks at him and was like, Oh, I can't believe you. Okay. But, um I don't I don't know. That wasn't clear.
1: Yeah, that wasn't clear. I was a bit confused by that. Because they were both so upset. And I was like, what are you upset
0: about? Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're a sympathetic crier. Yeah. So that was confusing. Well, I just thought that was like teenage best friend kind of intensity.
1: I don't remember I don't. ever having that.
0: <laughs> oh, but I never had a best friend when I was a teenager, so I don't know. Oh,
1: I did. I had I had really good friends when I was a teenager. I never had that. But yeah, yeah um, The um, I felt like that was all just set up for the scene where Lucas Hedges breaks down asking her not to tell. That yeah, was, it was one that of the best fantastic. things of the movie.
0: Well, and and that's what I was talking about. About like it was a different era socially. Like it was a a different thing to be gay in our teens than it was than it is now. But you can also see the transition in that, like it's it's more common, yeah. Um, and more people are out, and there's a lot more out gay adults to look up to. Um, but still, being a gay teen was a lot. There was a lot less common in two thousand and two than it is in like twenty eighteen.
1: Yeah, I think my favorite character in the movie is the drama teacher. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I loved the drama teacher so much. Yeah, the old priest. Like, I would have watched a whole movie about him and what was going on with him, and like, I was so curious. And the movie never answers it. No, even though one of the only scenes that take place outside of Lady Bird's perspective is Mm. one of him and her mother, and we never get to see what they're talking about. And I was like, why is this
0: here then? Mm.
1: That's frustrating
0: to me. Yeah, well, I feel like there must have been more to that story because he just disappears and he's not there to like, direct the play in second semester. Like (laughs) get the football coach. Oh, my God. That's a great joke, too.
1: It is. And he's trying so hard, too. Yeah. (laughs) He really is trying. so bad at it. I know. But, yeah, he was one of my favourite characters in the movie when he starts crying with everybody and, like, just to see a teacher who's that engaged mm. Mm. <laughs> in a movie because the teachers in movies are always so terrible. Yeah, yeah. And TV shows and things. Unless it's about them and it's inspirational. Whereas he's not terrible or inspirational, he's just a good teacher who's doing his job. Well. Right.
0: Like the old lady nun. Yeah, and the math teacher. Who I teacher, loved so much as who's well. He's also
1: just doing his job. And oh, like Jake McDonin.
0: Like my register went missing, so we'll all have to get you have to give me your marks. Like I'm sure that that's not
1: a legitimate system. <laughs> I kind of thought he did have their marks and he was just
0: testing. Yeah, I believe so. That would make more sense.
1: Um he um he was in Greek, which you didn't watch. Nope. But I just my brain I had so much trouble transitioning from him as like college boy frat boy to The teacher. The teacher. I had so much trouble with it.
0: Well he's actually really young. Like Isn't he about thirty now? Yeah, he's about thirty. So Hmm. like and Saoirse Ronan to me has been playing teenagers for about a decade, right? And she's into her twenties. I'm assuming she's like 22. I think. Yeah, she's younger than you think, but she's been playing teenagers for so long that I sort of think she's yeah, she's 23. Um, yeah. that was close. <laughs> so I sort of, I'm sort of feel like she's 25, and yeah, anyway.
1: I didn't. I mean, everybody. In, I think she doesn't all, look
0: twenty-five in this movie at all. She just all looks the like teenagers teen. in this movie
1: are around the same age, twenty-two-ish. Mm,
0: yes, yes. Because we talked about Timothy Chalamet when we did um, "Call Me by Your Name," and he's around that age. And Lucas Hedges when we did the other one. And I know Beanie Feldstein's age because I know Ben Platt's age. <laughs> um, and right, they were that's high right, school friends. they're BFFs, friends. aren't they? Yeah. Who who knows? I mean, it's we're not meant to know. It's fine. And it's fine that she's so olds. cute
1: in this movie. I just loved yeah. her in this. Yeah, she's um, nice. she's kind of the heart of the movie in a lot of ways, and mm-hmm. I felt so bad for her. Mm-hmm. Like out of everybody, I think I related to the her a lot. Hardest deal, yeah. Um, and her crush on the teacher and all oh, that sort yeah. of stuff. And also, I really kind of appreciated. There's these scenes where, like, where Ladybird will be like, "Oh, I'm on a diet. Yeah, oh, I'm getting like, so fat. Oh, yeah. really? And and you just see that that's hurting. Yeah, um, Beanie felt but she doesn't say anything about it. And Ladybird is so wrapped up in herself, and mm. she never
0: kind of notices it. Yeah, those scenes kind of yeah hit a nerve.
1: Yeah, um, she's really Lady uh, Ladybird as a character is so selfish, uh-huh. but that's what teenagers are
0: like. Yeah, yeah,
1: like she is kind of the extreme teenager,
0: <laughs> very much. Yeah, teen extreme. Well, really which is, is why like- it's been fictionalized, because I mean, like I. I, this whole movie to me seems like Greta Gerwig saying thank you to her own parents and saying sorry, like the, I know I was a kind of a jerk when I was younger. Um, I love you. and, and Really? Because Laurie Metcalf was definitely kind
1: of a jerk a lot of the right. time too. Right. Well,
0: she's not letting them off the hook completely. She's saying that I have a perspective too. But mm. the fact that it ends with Saoirse and ringing her mother and saying thank you, I feel like that's a, a mess. I think the movie is, is a lot about Greta Gerwig coming around on how she – like reconciling what she was like as a teenager with what it must have been like for her parents. I think so too. But I also think that that – the
1: section at the end was not great. The New York bit.
0: Yeah. It was weird. I didn't expect it to go on that long. The, and obviously the best scene in the whole thing is um is Laurie Metcalf like driving away from the airport and realising she should come back. mm
1: yeah, and then the new York, new York stuff does go on. Like it, it could have just—it should have just ended. She could have just called and said thank you after she got the letters. Yeah, and it would have been better. Um, well, I don't know why they had to show her getting drunk on the
0: first night and then going to a church. That was weird. The drunk bit was unnecessary. The church bit would have been fine. Like the church bit made sense because it's like she's all she wanted her whole life is to get out of this small town, and when she gets to the new town, she seeks out things that are familiar, and that's nice. Yeah, but. The drunk bit was weird and like, sure, but it, they almost felt like that was an autobiographical detail that they wanted to keep in instead of like being something that Ladybird as we know her, would necessarily do. I don't know that she wouldn't necessarily
1: do it so much as it just is confusing and it, It adds a level of
0: complication to the story.
1: Yes, that we don't resolve and it removes the resolution we've just had. Mm. Like it dilutes that resolution we've just had so it doesn't Mm. feel necessary. Um, Yeah. And I feel like it was just a bit – yeah, it's it's messy.
0: It's messy because we have this whole movie set in Sacramento and all about growing up and getting into college and then it actually moves into like another movie of getting into college and and feeling unfamiliar with it and getting used to the ideas of (laughs) – what you want to do and where you want to be and how you want to live your life. And so it kind of moves on to another story almost.
1: Yeah. I'm surfing back around to the teachers. Sorry, my brain's jumping all over the place. That's right. I feel like also, even though this is a Catholic school and everything, I feel like the teachers in this are actually like teachers that I've really known.
0: Right. <laughs> like being Although in they that say area. things to her that like, but you're not strong in math. Like, Teachers don't
1: well, say no, that they to do, kids who are doing... No, th- she says math is an area you're particularly strong in, like, as, as a, like, perhaps look at something else because... Right. I mean, math Olympiad is really, really hard. So, like, if she wants to do it, she has to work a lot harder in maths. Yeah. right? So, she, I think teachers would say that. It's the other one, the one who laughs in her face when she says she wants to get into Yale. Yeah, That's that with the career that you- counselor,
0: that was awful. Yeah, that was horrible. That was more for
1: a comedic value, I think, yeah. than realism. But I do think that you would say to a student, maths, non area, particularly strong you would in, steer because them
0: towards theatre instead of yeah, Olympiad, because it's yeah. her last year.
1: You have to be really good at maths to get into the Olympiad. She could give it a shot. but She's probably not going to get in. She might as it. well
0: do something she's actually good at and can have fun in.
1: Right. Yeah. Like it. It doesn't make a lot of sense for her to do that. Yes. So I don't see why you wouldn't try and steer her away from that a bit because that's just not a good idea for her at this point. Like yeah, yeah. she hasn't done the prep work to be able to do that.
0: Right. I, I just – never met a teacher who was like, you're not good at blah. She didn't say you're not good oh, at yeah, it. okay. She
1: said it's not an area you're particularly strong in. i, I never met a teacher who said that either. Really?
0: <laughs> no. Like I, I, they're always so diplomatic. Yeah. Anyway, m- maybe they just said it in parent-teacher interviews and I didn't listen or something. <laughs>
1: I don't know. I just feel like, well, maybe you were also, you know, better at everything. It's fairly clear through the course of this movie that she's not really that academically academically yeah. inclined, and it's true. so, like, yeah, it's her SAT scores were pretty good, but she seems to not really be very interested in mm. in classwork, which yeah, is yeah. the thing. Like, I kind of get because the thing is. I can imagine being her teacher and being frustrated with her. Oh, yeah. Because
0: you're she's like, well, you're not smart. working hard smart, enough to not, do – And yeah. then she gets
1: so frustrated when people tell her that.
0: Yeah, and she's smart and she's done well on these SATs, but she's just not putting in the work in class to get her into college and stuff.
1: Right, and she gets annoyed with people with telling her that. And you're like, well, then work harder. Mm. Like, if you want to do yeah, if, the as well as you, you think you, that you can do, do yeah.
0: then work. and she Which does, is what her mother is trying to say, but – and inarticulately it horribly, yeah. inarticulately yes exactly
1: and you know but she says it in such mean ways right like, a lot of the ways she says it are really mean spirited right
0: but also, that's also very accurate to the parental teen relationship where mm. the parent gets extremely frustrated and lashes out and says something horrible and like then sort of tries to walk it back but well she never does
1: that's the thing Is the mother in this is very she does try and walk that back she clearly wants to walk that back but she never does it in every situation, she never apologizes. She never tries to go back on what she's just said. She doubles down every time. Like when she's talking about, um, the, do you know how much it cost me? And then Ladybird's like, give me a number and then I'll never have to talk to you again. Huh. And you can see that she feels really upset and like feels bad for what she's just said. But then she says, you'll never be, get, be able to get a go- job good enough. And yeah. they end that fight there. And that's Every horrible. fight they have. Every fight they have ends that way with her – with one of them doubling down and storming off. Yeah. Or stopping the fight to look at dresses. Yeah, just (laughs) stopping, yeah. They don't ever – she never apologizes for Mm. any of it, which is why I'm saying, like, I think the movie definitely errs on the side of, like, both of them are wrong lots of the time. Mm-hmm. And that scene, is ladybird was being just no, not that one. There's the scene where ladybird's just being horrible to her brother yes. because she oh got into a university that, that she isn't her favorite.
0: I feel like that's the same time as the
1: no, it's not. It's yeah, a different time. No, it's in the same room. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. it's in the di- It's the same. That's room. right
0: because it's 2002, so there's one computer in the house. And it's in the family room, yeah. and that's where her brother and his girlfriend sleep.
1: Yeah, yeah. But yeah, there's that bit where she is just horrible towards her brother. Yeah, and um, she doesn't like walk that back either she just keeps screaming at everybody mm-hmm. yeah she'd just be a very frustrating person to know i'm sure i yes she would and then she's so mean to her friend too
0: oh, like, so yeah mean horrible to her. and she never like but then like that also i kind of hit me as well because i can remember being a teenager and, and having the friends that i had and thinking it would be so much cooler if i was friends with cool people
1: and see, i never that- was
0: and i was like and i i understand what it's like to, to do that although i don't think i ever abandoned my uncool friends because i was one of them
1: that's something that also i've seen a lot in books and movies and stuff and it always makes me really angry with the characters because that's never ever something that i would have ever considered doing that's like for me i was never looking at other people going they're cooler than my friends therefore i wish i was friends with them i was always like my friends are better even if those people are cooler because they're my friends Mm. i i can understand the Feeling behind it, I can understand where it comes from, but it always makes me furious with the characters because I'm like, but these are the people who have given their friendship and their loyalty to you. These are the people who think you're cool and want to hang out with you, I'm and not you're treating I didn't them know like it was
0: wrong. No, I'm, I'm just saying that's how I felt, but that's uh, and I've, I've always growing really Growing out that. of that was like revelatory for me. Okay, it's like oh, I can get to be friends with people who are like me, and it's way better than like trying to chase the friendship of people who are not like you and wouldn't fit in with you. Yeah, it's
1: never – I've never had that problem. <laughs> I've always just been like – that to me is a really – it's cruel. Yeah, but I think can I be had cruel. to – I think
0: I was also like a bit like Ladybird. I was hothoused into a, an environment where, where like my own class differences were shown up and my own insecurities about where I came from were thrust in front of me but by the people I was surrounded by. Not, was really, only, not only was I in, like, school, I was in boarding school with them. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a different in intensity, but yeah.
1: It was really different because, I mean, most of my childhood was spent at international schools right. where literally everybody has completely different backgrounds mm. and has – it's absolutely, like, not a – I mean, it's obviously an experience me. that I can't feel, like I can't relate to because yeah. my experiences were so wildly – different Mm. and it's something that happens in movies a lot but it's because like my experiences were everybody is so different
0: Mm. like you're all so thrust out of your comfort zones too right
1: exactly all of us and but there's no there was no uniting nobody was
0: had the same experiences nobody yeah Yeah, yeah, no that's what i mean like everyone is is was starting from a position of not being on the front foot exactly so when
1: that's the case like it's it's a hard thing for me to like to conceptualize, even though it's in everything, like every movie, in every TV show. And I understand that, but it's not something that I particularly ever felt.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It was so kind nobody of nobody makes
0: movies about you, basically. Yes, nobody makes movies about that nobody experience.
1: makes anything yeah. about that experience because there's no you don't have anything to hold on to. Mm. It just changes constantly on you, and there's no like cons- consistency. There's no constancy. There's no like baseline for anything. It's a whole different world <laughs> yeah. and there's no kind of – yeah, there's no movie to help other people understand the world that I came from. Mm. There's no, nothing I can point to that says – that's like, watch this. This is what it was like for me. I can see what it was like for you because I can watch all these things mm. but mm. you can't see mine.
0: No, I can't.
1: Mm. I was interested in the concept of making it grainy. I don't
0: – Yeah, <laughs> making it look like it was shot in 2002. On a home camera,
1: yeah, <laughs> it's ugly. And I was also curious about whether or not like Saoirse Ronan didn't wear makeup, or whether the like,
0: because she has she bumps dyed on her, her own cheeks. hair. Well, I, yeah, um, like, or she'd done her own makeup kind of thing. Like she was, you know, the kind of probably at Catholic school, she wasn't allowed to wear makeup, so she would like.
1: Well, I'm just curious about the the actual behind the scenes stuff, like, because because mm. she one of the reasons she really looks like a teenager is because her skin isn't perfect in this, mm. um, which I thought was great like great mm. well, and they never the call cont- attention to it no
0: the, and the contrast between her and the rich girl is really noticeable because the rich girl's like made up and has perfect eyebrows and mm. her hair's always blown out whereas like Sasha Ronan's her like ladybirds it you know looks like she could have dyed that hair herself and that like Mum did the haircut or and like it's a bit wavy and stuff like she didn't you know she's not it's not blown out and the she could have done her own makeup or she isn't always wearing makeup and her school uniforms are like regulation and she doesn't tuck a shirt in and all that sort of thing.
1: Um And the dye job as well is inconsistent through the yeah. movie. Like sometimes it looks different to other times. Yeah, it looks
0: very homemade. It does, yeah. which is
1: I just was curious genuinely as mm. to like w- mm. how particularly they did it, whether it was like a conscious choice and they had to do it every day or whether it was like a this is just what she looks like thing. Yeah. Yeah, I like that, that it doesn't have that kind of particular movie look to it. Yes. But at the same time, some of the choices that she made to not have a particular movie look to it feel self-conscious, mm. like the graininess of it. Yeah. Although I suppose that's one way to uh, make to airbrush people. <laughs> <'Cause> right. You, <laughs> it's fuzzier.
0: Yeah, that's right. There's, it's not quite as um, – yeah, That that there was that period around like 2006 where the world transitioned onto like digital film and for yeah. f- like a year or two – the film, like makeup artists, hadn't caught up with the fact that the film was really high def now, and you would just like everyone looked like they were being shot for community television. Yes,
1: I remember. There's and TV shows as well. Yeah, t-
0: all, all, almost all TV shows that were on during that period had a whole season where they look like it's some kind of community television soap opera. It and but also they can't, they don't match the cover up right the makeup's properly. not right but like the sets are also look really quite cardboard because they and um so there was that that period of transition which this is kind of before that we're still at the end of like analog television yeah. and and really digital photography hadn't really taken off yet i feel like that's a deliberate choice and it's you know it's part of the autobiographical nature of it and but it also allows it to do some cute instagrammy shots with sunsets and you know make the industrial town of Sacramento look kind of interesting and sun burnished and stuff like that
1: yeah but it also feels a little amateurish like yes a, and this uh, is
0: the first film of an actor yeah. as a director so yeah
1: yeah that's what i mean like it has that kind of this is the first film
0: of somebody like this is it very much like Uh, Like this is a thousand men have made this is their first film. Like there's been a thousand boy coming in. It's really nice to see a woman do it and have it
1: be from such a female perspective, and that's really great. I really like that and appreciate that. But I would call out the same thing for any (laughs) director, like the that kind of slightly pretentious, grainy Mm. decision, and it's really noticeable sometimes. And I didn't like it that much sometimes. Like a lot of the time, I didn't pay that much attention to it, but every so often, I'm like, oh, it's ugly, (laughs) and it annoyed
0: me. Yeah, I, I mean, it, I liked it as a choice because I thought it worked with the world of the film a bit like I, Tonya, when we did that a couple of weeks ago. But, yeah, I, I appreciate that it doesn't always look great.
1: That I think for me, like, things like that call attention more to the fact that this is a movie mm. whereas, like, if it's – with Itonya, they didn't shoot it on a different grain film. Like, no, they just made – professional looking. It's the production design, not the yeah. Yeah, cinematography. Um, which actually immerses you more. For me, the mm. when they tend to do different film stock – and I said the same thing, remember, when we saw Call Me By Your Name and I'm right. like, why did they do these things that call attention to the fact that you're watching a movie? Because it just takes you out of it.
0: There's also a couple of sort of amateurish bits. Like there's a bit where she calls the nun a name that I couldn't hear what she said because it was another word – looped over the original yes. word she'd said. No, oh, I assume the ADR. she said a C word and then they looped it with another C word. They but that absolutely I absolutely did, did not know the other C word. It was some weird word. Coos? Coosh or I something. St- it was yeah, something like that bizarre. I've never heard it in my life. And that sounded weird, but there was also some bad ADR um just like floating around the place. And it, it, it's very much got that like homemade, this is my first movie kind of yeah. vibe to it. That no, that reminded me of Galaxy Quest though. <laughs> <laughs> when um you can
1: see Sigourney Weaver swearing right. and they took the swearing out to make the yeah. m- movie PG rated,
0: but which yeah. I, like I don't know why they would have uh, the thing is they could have used that word because they were already using like swear words in this movie it wasn't maybe um, they thought it was a bit too harsh yeah maybe. for a character yeah that especially we like. and talking about a nun yeah
1: I love. That, yeah, when I was saying about it feels like teachers that I know. When she says it was funny that they, like, that they, yes. what they did to her car, I was like, yes, thank you, teachers, have senses of humor. Right. Sometimes. I, I like, love
0: that, yeah, she and the other sister drove all the way home with people honking at. That yeah, was great. That was great. I like the old nun, actually. She, and she was, was like,
1: I, I'm not going to get you in trouble with for it because I thought it was funny. Mm. And it wasn't a particularly mean jokes. So. Yeah, no.
0: Whereas, like, being mean to the anti abortion lady was what got her. Well, see that yeah. that started out, I thought, as being fair. Yeah, well, I mean, the thing is, it's not a wrong, you know, thing to say, let's be honest. No, at the beginning, because, but like, then later on pulling when- out pulling making the girls sit through this. But yeah, like because she's trying to show off to her new rich friend and be mean. Yes. It, it but
1: that's the thing with her, with Lady Bird, I think that happens all the time. She just starts out from a certain place and ends up in a completely different place. Mm. But then also, you know, when she's begging Um, Laurie Metcalf to talk to her and she just won't. I was like, Oh yeah. That's horrible. Why would you do that? I don't know.
0: Yeah. I'm surprised that she went as long as she did not talking to her own daughter. Well, she didn't, we don't even get to see her talk to her own daughter before the end of the movie. Mm. And even at the end of the movie, it's just a voicemail.
1: No, that's what I mean. We don't get to see her talk to her own daughter again
0: Mm. in the movie. movie. That's it.
1: That's the whole, like they have a missed connection thing. Yeah. Might've even been nice if she'd picked up the phone at the end of the movie or something mm. yeah there's there's a sense of incompleteness that i know is very popular at the moment because it's mm. like it's like real life and you're like yeah well, it's like real life but we had the completeness you didn't need to do this no you've just tacked it on to be artsy <laughs> yeah. yeah i also like i i don't think i've ever i don't remember ever seeing greta gerwig in anything no but neither. at the same time if i imagined a movie that greta gerwig would make it's this is movie this, yeah
0: <laughs> it is it's before so any, like yeah. I mean, before you knew she directed it, you probably would have thought some kind of movie should be in.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's so much like the kind of movie that you would expect. But I do think it's – apart from those two, the little amateurish things, it's really, really competently directed. Mm. There are certain things that she does with, like, uh, cutting off songs, mid-song and things like that. They're really, really, like – more high-level stuff Mm. than you expect to see from somebody who's doing their first movie. Yes. Um, yes. She's definitely been paying attention and and there's a lot of stuff in it that's really good. Like I feel like this is the kind of movie that men get offered – $100 Hundred million dollar blockbusters on the back. Exactly. Of. Yeah. Exactly. It is. Because it is, it is. It shows so much. I think this shows a lot more competence than when Elizabeth Banks directed that pitch perfect movie. Mm-hmm. Um, or like, a, you know, any of those dudes. Yeah. A bunch of those dudes have just made not very good movies. Oh, and, like, a bu- and a bunch is, of dudes have made a, this movie, but with, you know, them as a young man. Yes. Which we've seen a million times and they always make movies. And then this one. I see. That's the thing though. Because it's about her, she didn't give Lady Bird any direction mm. like we know sort of who, like what she's like but she don't, we don't know what she likes
0: yeah well like what we were talking about I, either at the very start or just before we started recording she's supposed to be creative right she's yeah. supposed to want like she one point she like, "I want to be where the writers are but we never ever see the idea of her as a writer anywhere throughout we see the idea of her as an actor the idea of her like being
1: which uh, she's not very good at and she doesn't really like yeah
0: we we see the idea of her being slightly creative in the way she decorates her room, for example, but we don't ever actually see like her really into the, her hobbies or into like a creative hobby at all or like doing well in English class or anything.
1: No, we don't see her being – that's what I mean. Like we don't know what she likes doing or mm. is
0: – Like so that's why when you said she's clearly not very academically inclined well, and I'm like, well, she must be in something. Yeah, there must be something that she's. Good I would, at. I would
1: prefer if if the movie sort of went, looked at her doing a bunch of different things mm. and not finding her niche,
0: would which, which yeah. would be interesting. Which, is, which then, set, well, that sets up an interesting college sequel, right exactly. there. And it's also very relatable because most people kind of float around in high school, get through, and get to college and actually work out who it is they are and what they want to do and what they want to pursue. But right? even,
1: but I, I don't know any high schoolers who don't know what they like, right. We don't know when she's at home. What is she doing? Mm, like what?
0: And even like, there's one. When she's with song, her friends, what do they she do? She hears a song one time, and she says she and, and the others all hate it, and she says she likes it. That's her. That's the one sort of time we ever hear her sort of express a real feeling about. Like teenagers are so into like music and. Art and TV, and you know, and not art, but like you know, Tina just have really strong interest in those things. Like they get really into stuff. And she's not into like she doesn't. We don't ever see her being into like any bands in any real way. And if she isn't,
1: that that should have been a
0: like a point
1: mm. rather than it just existing in the background yeah, of like, this movie be, like, where she, you know, we in, don't know. In,
0: you see it in comparison to Beanie, who's in really into the you know her musical theatre or whatever.
1: Yes, exactly. Well, they seem to get into it for the first time together, and then really enjoy it
0: yeah and she tries really hard in her audition she dresses up for it she sings a Sondheim from another Sondheim to audition for the Sondheim she tries really hard for it but that's
1: kind of I mean the thing is what like I said we know who she is but not what she likes yeah who she is is she throws herself into all these things oh I always try out I always run for the student government yeah yeah I'll never win you're like why so she just kind of throws herself at all these things yeah but we don't know what she actually likes to do hmm Apart from it seems like be around other people, but half the time she doesn't like them. So No. There's there's not a clear idea of what she's into. So what does she go to college for? What is she applying for? Exactly. Like what we is don't she even applying for? Which college she
0: ended up in.
1: No. We don't, just it's in New York. Because it's not Columbia because that's the first that's the rejection first letter she, she gets. Yeah. So yeah, there's no kind of clear She's like, Oh, I want, I'm also applying to the liberal art colleges in mm. New York. And you're like, Okay, why? What is it there that you want to be doing? Right. Exactly. Even th- the beginning of the movie, she's crying listening to the Grapes of Wrath with her mother. And you're like, Oh, so she likes books. Yeah. Never, re-
0: never, that's never
1: referenced again. Mm. So you could have had her at least reading. Mm. Like that, we know more about what, um, Timothée Chalamet's character likes than hers. We know a lot. Yeah.
0: A lot more about him.
1: Like, we know what more about what Beanie likes than her. Uh, Beanie.
0: I don't know what her actual character name is. Um, Julie is a character. Beanie is a better name for
1: her. Um, We don't <laughs> know what – we know more about most of the other characters mm. than we do about her or what they like. We know what she is like. Mm. Like I could sort of probably write something where like yeah, I know what like, her reactions we should will be, be but to... what does she do?
0: So at the end I was like – I can't believe she's going off to New York. She should just go to the local college because I, I, why would I accept her into my college? It was what I. We should be convinced throughout the movie that we should accept her into whatever college. That's like you, you should be like, yes, she definitely deserves to go to New York, and I can't see a reason why she deserves that other than it's something that she really wants and has stubbornly worked towards getting.
1: Well, there's that scene with the nun. And the nun says, you really love Sacramento, you've described it so well. Yeah. And you're like, oh,
0: we had no idea this when was coming. When did she write that? We didn't see her write that. We didn't read the essay. We didn't hear, like, that it was just that one bit. Yeah. It's so weird. So strange.
1: I, I don't know. I feel like some clarity was sacrificed for artiness.
0: Yeah. And it was perfectly fun watch. But if you think about it too much, you just it, there's bits that just don't make sense. Yeah, a lot of it is great performances sense. though from everybody. Yeah,
1: really good acting. It is interesting to see her relationship with her mother and her father, and her mother's obviously doing most of the work, uh, and so her relationship with her dad is easier. And
0: yeah, because he gets to be fun dad.
1: Yeah, and you can see her mother's frustration with that.
0: Well, I mean, it's a pretty common family dynamic. I don't. Another scene that I
1: really liked though was when the dad encourages miguel for the job yes that was so sweet i loved it's that it's
0: really sweet
1: and like the shelly character was interesting as well yeah
0: i liked the them. the kid well, the brother's cause, girlfriend right because you first see them and they the, the way they're shot at that dining table like full and american gothic the two of them mm. um they're like the way they're sort of standing next to each other and you sort of like haha like at, college age kids still living at home but you don't, don't have to dig very far to find out what's really going on there and how they're actually really great kids yeah and they're just trying to find just, work and stuff. Well, they're, they're stuck. They're the other side of college. Like when you're in high school, going to college is so. where am I going to go? What am I going to study? What am I going to do? But the really hard bit, the really hard bit is when you get out and there's no structure anymore and you just have to work it out yourself. You have to work out what you're going to do, how you're going to make money, how you're going to support yourself. And they've both been thrown into that. And um, obviously, Shelley's had a really tough time with her own parents. And um, Lady Ladybird's parents are just so sweet. They've taken her in and... They're really interesting and they're mm. also like this sort of, I don't know, Greek chorus of warning of like Lady Bird, there's more than – you really do at some point have to settle down and take something seriously because when you get out of college, it's going to be hard.
1: It's also interesting to see Christine at the end of the movie accept mm. her own real name. She's like, well, Lady Bird suits you better. <laughs> but also yeah, it does it's a, actually.
0: It's an interesting Choice. Well, Christine's an interesting name as well because it's like the name of someone her mother's age, as a, but her mother's given it to her and whatever, which happens sometimes where it, like a name is in the wrong generation. Yeah, doesn't suit her. No, not at all. Ladybird suits her much better. Mm. Anyway, are we done now? Yes, we are done.
1: Um, what are you giving it? Mm, that's a good question. I think I'll give it three and a half stars.
0: Yeah. Um, I I'm tossing. I think three and a half for me as well, just because I had so much fun watching it. There's some great one-liners and stuff. I'd say three, except I think the performances
1: were so good, Mm -hmm. Um, which is always nice when you get an actor directing because they get really good performances. Yeah, well, that's it. But the the cast in this is great. Laurie Metcalf has been ignored for a long time and she's so good, but Mm. the young cast is so full of very talented current actors and it
0: really makes you feel
1: like the way the movie makes you feel the
0: atmosphere it creates i think is very strong so yeah i I would agree and say three and a half and yeah it
1: is like the it's i think the movie just focuses more on like characters and relationships and and funny lines Mm -hmm. than plot or story
0: or sense which is frustrating sometimes but it also means that you get really good scenes yeah exactly thank you very much for listening to the silver screen queens podcast if you'd like to find show notes or old episodes they're on our website silverscreenqueens.com if you want to find us on social media we're at screen underscore queens on twitter facebook.com forward slash silver screen queens and tumblr.silverscreenqueens.com on tumblr thank you for listening bye bye